welcome to another episode of Shiv and the Haggis. Hello. <laughs> All right, how do we want to start this off today? I thought we were going to talk about the extortionate prices of some of these electrical companies and utility companies and how they're dicking people around and saying that they don't charge extra and then they're giving their CEOs these big fat freaking rises and they are charging extra if you look. And their inconvenience fees that they pass on mm -hmm. as the price of doing business and yeah. their other shady dealings. Mm-hmm. Definitely shady dealings. Why don't you take the lead on that one? Okay, well, we have a company here called Bristol's Tennessee Electric Services. Essential and Services. Essential Services. Yeah, well, it's electrical services, but... BTES. Um, and they are the biggest bunch of cockwoppets you'll ever meet on this planet. Because the other day, I was trying to figure out how it is they charge people the amount they charge them. And why is it, even when you're using less power, your bill goes up extortionately. So I actually printed off. <laughs> I did some hunting and research. And I actually printed off two pieces of paper that shows their... Um, uh, price ranges and I was actually shocked absolutely shocked to see what they actually charge people for so I'm going to give you all a giggle um, this is for residential electrical rate schedule and this is what it says availability blah, blah, blah. availability this rate shall apply only to electric service to a single family dwelling including its appurtenances if served through the same meter where the major use of electricity is for domestic purposes such as lighting, household appliances, and the personal comfort and convenience of those residing therein. It then says character of service, which I thought was kind of funny because I didn't know it had a personality, but there you go. It says alternating current, single phase, 60 hertz, voltage supply shall be at the discretion of Bristol Tennessee Essential Services, or BTES, or as I call them... Bristol's, you know, uh, what I call them is not very polite, so we won't repeat that. And shall be determined by the voltage available <clears throat> from distribution lines in the vicinity and or other conditions. They don't tell you what those conditions are, by the way. Multi-phase service shall be supplied in accordance with BTES standard policy. Well, I have yet to find a standard policy, lovelies, but we're working on it, so, you know... <laughs> we're working on it um then it says base charges now this is what got me because here is me thinking you know what i'm just gonna figure out what our bill is and you know this should be good and this is where it gets confusing are you ready for this delivery charge yes they charge you for it to be delivered that's 1202 that's twelve dollars and two cents per delivery point, less one dollar sixty for hydro allocation credit, whatever the hell that is. So it should equal ten dollars forty-two per month. I think somebody can't do their math. And then you've got a grid access charge. Now this is this is where the numbers get a wee bit skew with people, so bear with me on this one. Grid access charge is not point not one four nine eight dollars per kilowatt per month plus a monthly kilowatt usage okay and then they've got this scale so from zero to five hundred 
uh, kilowatt usage, that's a dollar thirty. Five hundred one to a thousand, three dollars eighty. One thousand and one to one thousand five hundred, six eighteen. Um, one thousand five hundred and one to two thousand five hundred, nine dollars fifty six. Two thousand five hundred and one to four thousand is fifteen dollars eighteen. Oh, by the way, I missed one, which is one thousand five hundred and one to two thousand five hundred. A whole whopping nine dollars and fifty six cents. And anything over four thousand and one and greater is twenty five twenty eight. All right. So the way this works is the greater you use the less you're actually going to be paying until you factor in that there is a grid access charge for each kilowatt per month and the following. Energy charge includes hydro allocation adjustment and TVA, which is uh, Tennessee Valley Association's revenue requirement adjustment. It's a requirement adjustment, folks. What the fudge is that to do with your power? Yeah, I, I had... A chance to look over that document and the math just doesn't add up and, and though <laughs> I I'm not you know a math whiz I don't like numbers I don't deal with math if I don't have to but for that not to add up is raises serious serious questions that may be uncomfortable for BTES to answer I mean we, we've got the energy charge right so what they've got it divided up into is three periods in this in the year right you got a summer period a winter period and a transition period and this is where to me it doesn't make any sense whatsoever because summer period <clears throat> according to this is 0.05246 per kilowatt plus total monthly fuel cost the winter period is 0.04925 per kilowatt plus total monthly fuel cost and the transition period is 0.04724 per kilowatt plus total monthly fuel cost. Now, this is where it gets weird. When I think of winter, I think of December, January, February. I don't know about anybody else. When I think of um, summer, I think of June, July and August, right? And occasionally September, depending on how hot the month is. But mostly June, July and August, right? And when I think of transition periods, I'm thinking they're talking about spring or they're talking about autumn. So you're talking about September, October, November, March, April, May. No, that's not what they've got, folks. Listen to this. This is the uh, the determination of seasonal periods as is as follows. Summer periods shall mean the June, July, August and September billing months. Winter period shall mean December, January, February, and March billing months. Now, if you remember, the winter period is only slightly less. So why is it our electric bills are higher, even though we're using the same amount of electric? And then it says it includes March. All right. So you've got December, January, February, and March. That's four months. And the transition period shall only mean April, May, and October, and possibly November. <clears throat> It says that the base delivery and energy charges are to be increased or decreased in accordance with the current adjustment addendum published by TVA. But for all my searching, I haven't been able to find that addendum yet from TVA. 
And it says, in addition, the base delivery and energy charges and the hydro allocation credit shall be increased or decreased to correspond to increases or decreases determined by TVA in the value of the hydro generation benefit allocated to residential customers. If we are a country that's supposed to be going green, and if you don't charge everybody the God's own earth and do seasonal charges and keep it like it should there is no way a bill that would normally cost you like $150 in the summer months should be costing you 380 in the winter months if you're using the exact kilowattage there is something that doesn't make sense with this and what it is is this BTES have claimed that for the last 10 years they have not put any of their charges on an increase but right there in black and white on that page it says it's subject to it all the time mm -hmm. and it fluctuates and that's not good for anybody um it's a deceptive business practice to tell your customers one thing but have it in black and white saying something completely different and that's been an issue in many states not just tennessee or georgia or any of these redneck states, as I call them. <laughs> Sorry right. to any rednecks out there, you know, don't mean to disparage. But it, it, it goes to say that, you know, a business can charge you whatever the hell they want and still get away with it because it's not about help getting services to your customer. It's about how much money you can make off of your customer. You want to tell me, all right, I know that we have had the COVID epidemic, right? And COVID's still very much a real thing and going out there, right? We're still but in the middle of the pandemic. Apparently. We are. We are still um, being hit hard with COVID. And it kind of... Um, it kind of worries me. And I say this because... Um, We know for a fact BTES is not the only company that does this. That's the first thing, right. right? And then to make it further awkward for their customers, they have an idea that if you go up to pay for it, right now most people do not pull cash out anymore. Most people have cards and they go to pay their bills and they pay it with, with you know, their card. You go up to BTES with your credit card or your debit card or whatever card it is, you're using your cash card, whatever, and they will not take it. But they'll take cash, right? If you want to pay any other means, you have to call their service. Now, this is where it really screws you over. Because there is nothing convenient for the person paying if you're paying by calling it in. Because they charge you extra. And it's called a convenience fee. I want to know who it's convenient for exactly. Because it certainly isn't convenient for me. Um, well, and it can vary, of, too, depending of, on the bill. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> and it really does. Uh, a lot of these utility companies are their biggest offender for this. They say it's a convenient fee, but it's not convenient to you. It's convenient to them, so they don't have to actually you know, handle cash or actually have to count. Because apparently here, especially here... It, and it's something I joke about a lot, is uh, 
learning ma- basic math skills and basic reading skills are no longer <laughs> a requirement for public service. Apparently, they're not acquired for a lot of things, um, Chef. So, you know, um, even as haggises, we, we come from the wilds of the highlands and even we're educated. I'm sorry. Uh, we, we, we may not, you know. I had to laugh, Ashley. This shows how bad the education system is here in the States. Um, I, I was over as a guest lecturer. No, just sidetrack for a second. And this was a high school, believe it or not. This is what makes it even more um, <clears throat> embarrassing for any Americans out there. And after telling them about my culture, what my land was like, and them asking me lots of questions, then, uh, you know, and, and showing them maps and whatnot and talking about different things like clans and how that all came about. And races that were involved. One of the high school students, and this was the valedictorian, which makes it even worse, looks at me at question time and he says, Ma'am? I said, Yes. He's like, How did you hear about the States? <laughs> What's worse is this is a true story, folks. <laughs> um, I was so shocked with that question my sarcasm came out and I know that's not the best thing to have with a high school student but I actually said well I was going to swim the Atlantic I said but it was a cold time of year it was November when I come over and uh, I was terrified of them damn icebergs I didn't want to be another Titanic so uh, I hopped on a big bird and got a flight over the next question comes up but how did you hear about the states how did you know America existed my first thoughts that ran through my head was, dude, if you don't understand what history is about or where your history is or where you're from. Well, you see, I asked oh this revolutionary God. soldier for, for the British, uh, <laughs> you know, give me some of those charts. <laughs> oh, my God, I was so shocked and and so appalled at the state of it, right? Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is, if that's the state of our education when I came over, and that was 23 years ago, or just a, yeah, just a little over 23 years ago, I hate to think what it's like now, because we know there's been a lot more major changes, and no wonder people can't do the math. So these companies, these big corporate companies, can still afford to give them their CEOs. I have to laugh at this. One CEO said, well, I deserve this pay rise, and he had a 350, so, yeah, 3,000. 500,000, all right, so almost 3,500,000 dollars raise for a year because he said he deserved it and worked hard for it. No, mother trucker, you didn't. What you did was you used everybody else and you didn't give any of your employees a rise. You haven't fixed anything in your districts. Like, we've been told, what was it? We were told that there was all new uh, electric poles put in down our road. Nothing came Uh, through. (laughs) <laughs> uh, on the road we live on, it's it's a major thoroughfare on the, the road we live on here in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And BTES went out of their way to say that they were putting in new light poles, street lights, transformers, <laughs> and, and wiring Oh, they're and all such that. liars. But the problem is, is the road we live on, which is the road they alleg- alleg- allegedly did this work on, they didn't do anything. No, no new light poles put in. 
No transformer repairs, no new wiring, nothing. It's still the same stuff that was here when we moved into our house, what, two years ago? Mm -hmm. And it's even worse because we've actually got a, a cable that attaches to the main poles right now that has got lower and lower and lower. And <coughs> every time we've called BTES um, to get it fixed, they've said they fixed it. Well, I can assure you positively right now it's not. And when I take my van down the driveway, it's almost touching the, the bloody top of it. Thank God for rubber wheels on that thing. I, at least I'm not going to fry tonight. But, um, you what know, they'll charge last, us. Uh, what was it? A few months back that they did uh, ditch cleanup? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. No. no. They, have, they haven't done anything. They haven't dug any ditches. They but haven't they're done willing shit. to charge us, charge people an extra two, $300 to say that they did. Right. And, and this is the... Now, here's the other thing. This is the other scandalous thing of BTS. Across the road from us is a church. We will not name the church. But it has a gigantic, was it, 60, 60 80 foot, 60 something foot like cross, that. Crucifix foot. right out on public land. Bright light crucifix that blares its light with those really, really expensive, energy-eating, fluorescent tubes. 24-7 for the most part. It's rare that it's off during the day. And every time they've had that on for hours and hours and hours on end, suddenly everybody in the area, within, within a one-mile radius... Within a half-a-mile radius, well, the bills go up. Exponentially. Even if they're not using any more electric. Or if they're not using any, yeah. any electric. So, but the church doesn't have to pay an electric bill. So you want to figure that one out for me, please? I would really love the answer to that. Anybody knows the answer to that, please, please inform me because um, well, I'm curious. Like, like I pointed out, because uh, it's outside of the church, it's not on the church. It's, mm -hmm. it's out in the middle of what they claim is their property. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a 60-foot cross, which put, puts it on public land, which makes it uh, illegal to be up. Right. Because if you look at the, uh, the one up on uh, Mount Soledad in San Diego, it was a, a, a Vietnam War veteran memorial, and it's deemed public land, even though it was owned privately by one person. Right. They had to take that cross down because of federal law. Now, the church has been um, <clears throat> approached head-on and during different council meetings, and we'll talk about the council meetings again in a minute, but, um, and asked by lots of complaints from various residencies to uh, taper their use of the cross, because to a lot of people in the middle of the night when you're trying to get sleep, even with blackout curtains, it doesn't bloody work. And I know this from experience. And for a while there, they actually behaved and they followed through and they um, actually, uh, what do you call it? They actually were kind enough to um, switch it off at 12 midnight or 1 o'clock in the morning. But they were switching it off for a bit. And I noticed my electric bill was going down. I was like, that's weird. Mm -hmm. um, but I was finally getting some sleep after later. one in the morning, right? So um, they're just, I don't know, there's something not right going on there. And there is a lot of dodgy practices up here in Tennessee in particular. 
Um, there's dodgy practices going everywhere. But uh, yeah, that's that's just one of them. And here's another good one. We're talking about dodgy practices and utilities. So I went to go pay the water bill, which covers water, sewage, and what's that? Uh, storm drain water and something else. Um, I can't remember all, but it's it's got four thing elements to it. So, Or rather one element, because we're just dealing with water. But I went yeah, up there to pay it. And um, guess what? That's not convenient either. You go in in person to pay it, and they charge you an extra nine bloody dollars. If you go, in, if you pay it online, they charge you another five. So who's that convenience for? I wonder. And when you ask why it's nine dollars, they can't give an, a, a solid, straight answer, let alone an honest one. Mm-mm. No, they can't. Uh, and they don't tell you that they're going to charge you that either. It just gets slapped up there when, when they take the money and, and you get a receipt saying blah, blah. And I'm like, you freaking suck. That's what you are. You suck. And here's the funny thing about that. So on the water, uh, Bristol Utilities or the Bristol Ripoff Company, as I call it, um, because it's run for them town hall, they have a thing on there for stormwater drains. And they say that everybody within the city limits is privy to these storm drains that they collect the storm water from. Well, I got two things to say to them. <coughs> nope. We don't have any storm drains here. We don't even have a ditch that is kept cleared out. In fact, our ditch was set on fire a few months ago and we had to call the, summer, yeah. the, 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 the fire brigade out because some nutball chucked his burning cigarette out into the garbage that's down there that's part of bristol city's responsibility to clean up um and you know i'm just like we don't have half of what they say we do and i i think that's funny that we're still getting charged for it now on the inner city like the main city well even if you they had it parts of downtown bristol there there's no uh what do you call them storm drains i guess or whatever you whatever they are not that i get out the much storm collection now, but... drains but i've shown you pictures of where storm collection drains have actually exploded and the water's been coming up like a water fountain flooding yeah. flooding and, and the city, houses the and city roads Bristol alike claim that they have that there's nothing wrong with these storm drains but when they rarely exist except for maybe in a six block radius <laughs> and not on like every part of town because not every part of town has actual sidewalks either but you know they say there's sidewalks all over the place here no no no, no. I have not, honey I, not even in the the thicker re- residential older part only, of the town only in is it, it well it, it's only in certain areas like uh, like in no uh state street and uh, main street and yeah. a couple of others like Down, uh, anderson downtown that's Most it. Downtown. Yeah, but that's and it. Over by the high school, and it's highly dangerous um, because we've got a lot of people uh, up our end, especially on this end of Bristol, that walk everywhere because they don't, they can't afford a vehicle, and I can't blame them. We can barely afford or, ours. Or don't know how to drive, like well, or they've been myself. banned from driving. You know, <laughs> there is that too. But there are so many um, discrepancies and so much discrimination. Um, I also noticed that if you, uh, I noticed this the other day when I was looking at, talking about the bills and everything, I was looking at um, 
some of the reports of the charges and I noticed that people outside the city are basically being divvied up for the storm collection in the main in the main area where they actually have them right so uh, a lot of the major businesses in Bristol like all the what I call the uh, chic businesses you know the touristy shit are not getting charged what other people are getting charged that are nowhere near it and yeah. not getting that service and I thought that was kind of um, interesting to say the least well I, I did notice though a few months ago I think it was we were out um Apparently, the city of Bristol got sued for violations of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Ooh. Because naughty, their naughty. pedestrian thoroughways, the sidewalks and stuff, don't have wheelchair accesses. And that's a violation of federal law. Right. And if, you're gonna, if we're going to go there about no, violations... When you think about it, a lot of places here in Tennessee are like that. Yes, they are. And... I've, I've said it on my other podcast, uh, The Queer Agenda, that I do once a week. Um, Tennessee believes that federal law does not apply here. See, that's, I'm glad that you brought that up, Chef, because here's something that I've, I've asked you. In fact, I think I've even asked you personally about. Why is it we're part of the United States of America, right? Mm -hmm. So we have a federal government that puts these laws down, puts these rules and regulations out, right? And constantly fighting amongst themselves because they have what we call a hung parliament. But they have all this stuff, right? Then why is it, if we are so united, it can still be allowed for different individual states to renege and you have to excuse that because that's a phrase from Scotland. It just means they go back on their word and, and, and jiggle something around to fit their own agendas. Why is it so many states have their own rules and overturn a lot of these federal rulings, even though that's not supposed to be possible? Honestly, I, I don't really know the answer. I mean, I, you'll hear arguments about states' rights and, and yada, yada, yada. But I don't know how that, how, like, the state of Tennessee can say that nobody in the state has civil rights, even though there's federal civil rights laws that dictate that states must allow civil rights. It, it, it's a conundrum. This is the way I see it. See, that doesn't make any sense to me, because then you're no longer a united people, are you? You've already got your division. I mean, it's bad enough that Tennessee is really corrupt, with its administrations, right? Um, it's corrupt with its policies. Um, it violates and instigates hatred against minority groups, whether they're people of color, um, people of different religious practices, people of the LGBTQIA plus communities. And their whole ideology here in Tennessee is just, it's god awful, to be honest. Well, in Tennessee, it's one right for the rich and none for everybody else. See, I thought that was just me um, with viewing that. I mean, I know a lot of other states are in a very similar uh, position of, you know, law for the rich, law for the poor kind of deal. But at the same time, it kind of saddens me in more ways than I can describe because so many people are out here struggling. You can't get ahead. Um, no matter what you do, right? Um, 
And the other thing, police were originally invented, because they were, they were invented from different types of militia groups, way back in the day, to protect people, right? They're supposed to serve and protect. That is their main motto for any police group in any city or any town, right? Or any state. So how are you serving and protecting people when you're making asinine laws like uh, if you are homeless, it's a felony. That, that's the only type of scenery. Going towards homeless people and harassing them. Um, baiting them. Baiting them, destroying their what they class as their home, which might be a tent or their shelter or they're taking their possessions, beating them. Shooting raping them, them shooting here. at them and stuff. Yeah, this is something that's been ongoing forever and nobody's doing anything about it. So, I mean, how I mean, does that even... It doesn't make it right. It, it, it doesn't. It's completely the opposite. Because, oh man, it just... Oof. Ooh, my I brain. mean, that is a, a very hot topic. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm all for common sense police reforms and stuff of that nature but when you have for example the bristol police department yes bristol tennessee police department which is one of the most corrupt in the state next to nashville and yes, chattanooga it is. and apparently memphis because you know memphis is pretty bad but, but memphis has actually improved a little from what i've heard too but when you have you're allowing cops to <clears throat> i don't know pull someone over so they can try to rape a female driver yep. or shoot at a homeless person mm-hmm. or break into places oh god or allow drug deals to happen right in front of them and take no action or allow brutality where there's been a lot of bloodshed and we have a true story about that there's, on another there's podcast no, there's this, this is why i like and San then Diego tell so tell, tell the people that reported it it's only deer blood but you know that it's not okay um, <laughs> sorry a few months back we'll we'll say between november and december me and the haggis here were in the house oh, watching that, television in our two separate rooms screaming was, <laughs> that screaming and yelling and was awful there was a i want to say a disturbance a ruckus whatever you want to call it out in our carport and I get up, I go outside to have a cigarette, and I'm like, what the hell happened here? Our carport, one side of it was literally covered in blood. So Splattered being, everywhere. Brain matter and who, everything. who we are, we, we called the police to report it, because we don't know what happened out there. We weren't even outside. The cop comes up, sticks his finger in the blood, mm-hmm. licks it off his finger, and says, oh, that's deer blood. <laughs> No, that is, that is, no. He sniffed it first, he too, sniffed, which is yeah. really funny. And then said all that, the the brain matter and whatever that was See, there. I know the there. difference. Okay, so this is something a lot of people don't know about me, so maybe it's something I should clarify. I've been in the medical field, both on the battlefield medical field and in the hospital medical field, as well as out there in public medical field. Okay, so I've been like a full range of everything and... I have um, I have a lot of experience with what blood smells like, right? And and I've done hunting because I used to do hunting with my brothers. So I know what a- different animal bloods smell like because different animals' bloods do smell different. Um, 
And I can tell you now, that was not a bloody deer. I've never known a deer to gush her all the way up on the top of my damn ceiling and all the way behind items and, and use a chair to try and bash its own brains out and leave skull matter and brain matter and, and then, and then uh, footprints in the blood and uh, what was the oh, other one? Uh, tire tracks of a bicycle. But, but, you know, that footprint was there before the blood was... Oh, my God. This guy was a dick, and he was very dismissive. And he kept trying to claim that I misheard it, and I didn't know what I was on about. And I'm thinking, I was sitting with my son when I heard a huge ruckus, like two people fighting up under our carport. And I heard furniture um, being thrown, which there was signs of our furniture having been used as what weapons. I, I, I found ironic and kind of hilarious still to this day. And he says, you just have to clean it up. It's on only car. deer blood. And I'm like, are you p- pissing kidding me? <coughs> but the- that, that speaks to the police corruption mm-hmm. in the police department here on both sides of the state line, Bristol, Virginia as well, that nobody wants to talk about. What what what's going on there that is you know, crimes not being investigated or murder scenes not being looked at, you know, I mean, seriously, the amount of blood that was out there could have come from a small person. Well, here's here's the other part to that one we're talking about the police, right? Um, we have had and you know this because I've um I, I work with HVM, which is healthy veterans in the mainstream. So I deal a lot with homeless veterans, homeless youths, um, veterans that live alone, veterans that have families that have issues that right. li- that are homeless. And we have, I have heard so many reports from the homeless populace, even those that keep themselves nice and clean, they don't have any drug problems or alcohol or addiction problems, right? Or mental health problems and they're working and I've heard so many times so many bad stories about what the police do to them it breaks my heart there is one particular client um, that has been raped by a particular cop and you know who I'm on about I call him the pedo cop because mm-hmm. <laughs> he gives me pedo vibes um, he pulled her over in her car. She was headed to work and he followed her until she almost got to her workplace. And um, I've heard other people that aren't homeless having this issue too. So there's a lot of corruption within the police department here in Bristol, Tennessee in particular. Um, like we've had a lot of people suddenly turning up dead on the railroad tracks in or, the middle of the town. And they're saying, oh, it's a suicide. No, mother trucker. Did you see the rest of the evidence? Did you look at it? Stop. of people yeah. going missing. And not being heard from again. Mm-hmm. Or uh, veterans telling me, this is my favorite one. And this happened a few years ago back down south, too, in the uh, Ch- uh, Cherokee National Forest. But as much as I've heard it happen up here. They get approached by a group of people and they're told, oh, do you want to come work? I'll give you some extra money for blah, blah, blah. And they never come back. And the odd couple of people that have come back... They've they've told you horror stories that they were hunted down like animals. Um, they were shot at, and I'm sad to say that um, a few of those have actually uh, we've lost them. They have actually taken their own lives because no one would listen to them because they are homeless. No one would listen to them because 
they tar and feather them with a whole brush. There's a stigma with being homeless, right? Mm-hmm. But not everybody is homeless through choice. Not, exactly. Not everybody is homeless because they have a mental health issue or because they have an addiction issue. And and the corrupt politicians of Tennessee, we're talking about the supermajority of the GOP here, they made it a, a criminal felony to be homeless. Like, what? Yeah. That that I found absolutely bloody god awful and ridiculous. I mean, this to be this honest. governor even is has allowed, from what I've understood from other reportings, that the police just hunt down homeless people and commit all sorts of atrocities. But you know, it's not a human rights violation, right? Uh, that that that's an issue. I take umbrage with that. Now I think. Our listeners should take umbrage with that. Oh, I I definitely agree with you on that because it just saddens my heart to think of how many people are out there suffering and they can't say anything or they're too frightened to step up to the plate and say something because they're worried about the consequences that will bring upon them. And there is so much going on that people turn a blind eye to because they're worried that they're going to be next. They're mm-hmm. afraid to step up to the plate and do the, something. This the speaks to the whole, <clears throat> we, we've slipped into fascism and we're, we're, we're going to be stuck in there for a while because mm-hmm. that's what these extremist domestic terrorist politicians, mainly the GOP, because you know they, yeah. they, we are all domestic oh, terrorists. Yeah. We, we all know that. That and the fact we don't have enough... Uh, Political choices, if you think about it. We, we, we're, we're down to two parties. And a democracy was to give you more choices than just two. If you look, they say they base it on the Athenians and how they had their democracies. Well, Pericles eh, is turning over in his grave. Yeah. Um, a lot of the democracy that they say they based it on, it's, it's completely gone out the window um, and been corrupted in, into the bargain. There is no fairness of understanding or... But nothing really, to be honest. Like I said, Pericles is turning over in his grave. Mm-hmm. So, let's go back to looking at the utility services for just a few minutes. Let's go back on track with that for a second. Because um, there was one other thing I wanted to point out about the utility services. Okay, we have COLA. That's Cost of Living Adjustment. In August of every year, the government gets together, collects most of their facts and figures, because I don't say they're that accurate, and I'll explain that in a minute, because their national average is BS, right? Because math is not a requirement for that job. (laughs) Apparently neither. I don't know where they're getting their math from, but damn it, they need to get something better than that. Maybe use the calculator on their phones, that's what they're there for, if you're that dumbass. But, um, you know, they collect their data, right? And they look at inflation. inflammation course because it is it's like putting a painful inflammation in your joints and they say all right so we our inflation our stocks and all this other crap's going up by this much so we need to give them uh, a small percentage of that cost of living to adjust right so august comes and goes right beginning of september your cola your cost of living adjustment is announced um Let's say it's 2%, right? All right. I can guarantee you now, including the utilities companies everywhere, and I noticed this because it's a it's a common trend and uh, 
I do keep an eye on the mathematics of everything, unfortunately, because I'm a nerd, right? So when I go <laughs> shopping, I notice, wow, COLA's just got announced. Two-point rise, right? So why has everything gone up to almost 35% rise? And then, okay, then the cost of things not coming into effect till January, right? So everything's already gone up by 30%. By the end of September, when they're doubly sure that's what they're doing for the COLA, it's then gone up by then another 10%. Okay, so you're now up to about 40%. November rolls around. It's Turkey. Well, I'd like it to call it Indigenous Saved Your Asses Day, but it's it's the Turkey Day, right? It's, it's a holiday, um, an insultive holiday. So... The prices are going up again. The week before it, boom, there you go, another 25% on it. So now you've got a raise of 65% on top of whatever, right? People are already struggling just to try and get something sorted out for the next major holiday that's coming on. That's another thing. The holidays are too close together. And, um, but then, then, just to con people out of their hard-earned cash before the next holiday, they have the Black Friday sales. And people, I hate to inform you, but you've got to know. You're not getting a damn deal. Are you bloody insane? No, you're actually paying the price it should have been. They're jacking the prices up on your ass. And before the next holiday comes along, they're going to jack those prices back up again. And maybe I tack on a wee bit extra because by that time they're hoping you'll have forgot what it was in November or September or the August before the COLA was announced. This is where it gets worse. Because round about that time... Utilities and any of those companies that you deal with actually start tacking their interest up, right? And they call it, oh, it's inflation. No, you mother truckers, you're trying to make an extra dollar and you're doing a very good job of it because you're going to use the COLA as an excuse. You're adding all these extra taxes and monies on people or putting these extra fees on. Come Christmas again, you've got that other woohoo holiday sale and everyone's. No, and you're now paying 125% more than what you would have paid. You're not paying no 2% rise. There is no inflammation to this. This is tack on as much as we bloody can and take it out of the consumer. Then they bitch because consumers don't want to spend. Well, I can tell you why. Because by the time January comes around, your 2%, whole 2% of cola is now instigated into your paycheck. Bull crap what a load of cockwapetry that is because it's not going to help anything it really seriously isn't you're actually digging a hole and when january comes around they shove everything up again between 35 to 70 percent and i've watched that firsthand but it's a vicious cycle though isn't it vicious cycle my ass <laughs> <laughs> because when you think about it this happens every year right at the same time every year maybe even the same day I don't pay attention because I don't care. <laughs> you don't do I, I honestly just don't care. I kid you not. But... One night I went out one day and this loaf of bread cost a dollar forty-seven. Went out the next day, it's two fifty-five. I'm like, are you okay? The words I can't use now, those words. Just in, before on Obama be- became president, is for before Obama's first term. Similar, uh, we had what was it that recession? Mm-hmm. One day, a gallon of milk was like two dollars something. The next day, it was almost seven bucks a gallon back, mm-hmm. back where I was living at. And I'm like, wow, that must have been one golden fucking cow. <laughs> it was platinum, baby. I'm like, did you give this cow, like, you know, a 
prostate dinner. massage mm. <laughs> to get Show that milk out. Show me a prostate out. on a female cow, you nut hey, jaw. Hey, hey. You're... <laughs> Maybe it was a transgender he, But I'm just saying, you know. Maybe it was a special kind of bull milk. Well, like... the way I see it, when they inseminate cows, they use the whole <laughs> fist. I'm like... Maybe they're fisting the cow, and it's having the time of its bloody life to make that gallon of milk almost seven fucking dollars. Because it's extra creamy, baby. (laughs) Nasty bitch. Lots of protein. (laughs) So nasty. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, Shabby, I couldn't hear it. The talk of inflation, you know, they're they're saying what? It's at a 40-year high. Oh god, it's like, getting worse. They are well, no, that that's what it was. They were saying in the media for like almost five months mm-hmm. that inflation's at a forty-year high, and if it's at a forty-year high, okay, it I'm forty-three years old, shit. so I can tell you for a fact, if it's at a forty-year high, then there was no inflation when I was born. Dun dun right? dun. Work with my my illogical logic for a second, all right? Just get (laughs) let me have this one. God, (laughs) if it's at a forty year high, that means when this inflation started, I was three years old. Then, can someone tell me why a gallon of milk when I was three years old was eighty five cents for a gallon of milk? Less than a dollar. A dozen eggs didn't cost me almost eight bucks. Well, didn't cost me anything, but, you know, it didn't cost my my parents almost eight bucks for a dozen fucking eggs. Personally, I think my mom sat on her nest and fucking laid a bunch. You never know. But how can how can we say it's at a 40-year high when when prices were so much lower back in the early 80s. We can't. And there is no justification for it, right? Well, let's be honest here. They're, they're grasping at straws. But like uh, a bit like Trump right now, and that, that raft is sinking fast. I can't wait till my birthday when he goes get processed. Oh, sorry. You, oh, yeah, when the E.G. <laughs> Carroll case starts. Ever. When that, oh, <laughs> I, I, I swear. The, the, if you're... You've been paying attention to the news. Trump's in a shit ton of legal issues right now, right? Mm-hmm. He's looking at indi- Ooh, possible yeah. indictment in New York at with the Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg. He's looking at the indictments for January 6th with special counsel Jack Smith. You got the Fonnie Willis uh, grand jury in Georgia for the election false elector scheme. Mm-hmm. And then you got... The Attorney General of New York, Letitia James, coming at him with that civil suit. But it's the fact that the E. Jean Carroll case is the one that's taken the most precedence right now because uh, Judge Lewis Kaplan, he's the federal judge out of, out of New York, um, has authorized an anonymous jury bum, for this bum, case. Bum. Now, for those that don't know, an anonymous jury, they only use those for like Organized crime cases. Or extreme when, cases where the safety is when, compromised when, say, of the jurors. When safety is, of the jurors is at an issue, because um, Trump does have that history of making threats against judges, DAs, jurors, witness tampering, and the like. 
Well, he's getting an anonymous jury, and he is so fucked when that happens on April 25th. It's my birthday present. It's it, my precious. It is karma, karma's birthday present to, to the haggis. An anonymous Woo-hoo. jury selection for Donald J. Trump. Bum, <coughs> bum, bum. What's, what's the next topic? Kat? What's the next topic? Oh, you're looking over at the shit, yep. the haggis for the, the shit next stirrer. topic. The shit stirrer. Well, the shit stirrer would like to... Um, <clears throat> The, the the gobshite over this end of the the uh, stuff. We'd like to point out that um, apart from that being the best birthday present I've ever had in almost fifty three years, because I'll be fifty two this year. Um, she can't even count. Look at that. No, fifty three <laughs> years if you think about it, because you have to think of conception time period too. So anyway, in fifty two years, right, of living. I am so grateful. But you know what? If this had been anybody else that had committed half the bullcrappery and cockpoppetry that mm, the orange Cheeto had done, our asses would have been grass. We would have been slammed in the jail, keys thrown away, electrocuted, injection shot, any way they could have done it, right? They would have got rid of our damn asses there and then. But this man, I cannot believe... And and this goes back to what you were saying about a law for one and a law for the other, right? A law for the rich, a law for the poor, because he has got away with so much stuff without being... And they've had so much evidence, like treasonous selling of our national uh, homeland security records and state secrets Trading. to other countries. Well, here's this raises a question, and I, I asked this yesterday to you while we were discussing a lot of other stuff, is... Okay, what, happened, still remember what happens to a person in government that the irrespect and doesn't matter which party they're in, whether Democrat or Republican, it doesn't really matter to me. But the question is, is what happens to an elected government official that violates their oath of office, specifically that line of defending our country and democracy from Threats, both foreign Foreign and domestic. domestic, That is an actual line from the oath of office, whether you're serving in the military or as a federal judge or congressman, senator, whatever. Or anyone in a position of authority and and government as well, right? Sure. And I found the answer, but it still makes me wonder why it's not being applied to the MAGA Republicans that had a hand in the insurrection of January 6th. Oh, my gosh. And see, that was another thing we talked about, too. So I looked it up. And the federal law regulating the oath of office by government officials is divided into four parts. Okay, yeah, I get that. What, along uh, with an executive order, which further defines the law for purposes of enforcement. And it's Title V USC. Okay, Title V of the U.S. Code is where that oath of office is. Um. 5 U.S.C. 3331 provides the text of the actual oath of office for members of Congress and are required to take before assuming office. Okay, so we'll look look at that real quick. That that's almost like saying you know when you're in uh, where where certain school when you're in the military you still have to swear your allegiance to the flag or certain yeah. schools. So basically, what Shiv's saying there is that when they take office, they have to swear an allegiance and a vow and a pledge and an oath that is 
as big as a doctor's Hippocratic oath, although we know the doctors yep. are hypocrites themselves. Oh, here, here, uh, here's the wording for that oath. All right, here we go. I, whatever your name is, do solemnly swear that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that I take this obligation freely, without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which I am about to enter, so help me God. Okay, every MAGA Republican has voided that that oath of office. Well, they've voided a lot of every other things, honey, like civil rights and, you know. Now, I'm not trying to paint all Republicans with the same same brush, but we're talking about the extremist, fascist. Mm -hmm. The fanatics. The, 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 the cult. The, 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 the racist. Cult, the death cult. The, the, we'll they're a racist bunch because, okay, so part of what, what's, what is it to be a cult? A lot of people ask me that, and I get asked that a lot with well, who you, I work with. Well, you too. are kind of an expert on, on the cult mentality. Unfortunately. And, um, <laughs> and such. But I know for a fact that one of the main things about a cult leader, and I'm going to classify Trump as that because I see him as the Antichrist. Okay? Well, you're not the only but one that's he's um, a cult leader. And how, do you, how does a cult leader appeal to cult members? Well, they sell them something that they all believe in, that they feel they can be a part of. So if you're a racist, extremist, bigoted, misogynistic piece of work, I'm trying to stay nice here, the people that are going to follow you are going to have that same ideology, right? Right. So you appeal to what appeals to them. They have that same herd mentality of, oh, yeah, you know, Whites are so fucking awesome. Well, Excuse my language, but we're bloody not. You know, there's a lot of white people that are pieces of crap. Well, also don't don't Worse forget in that that whole aversion to the truth part. Yes, it's called denial, and you'll see that um, if you've ever worked with uh, people that have been in a cult and managed to get out, there is a huge chunk of denial in there, right? Um, they deny that it's part of the they, part of the reasons they were there was because of the choices that they made or what they accepted was okay, until it was too late, right? And they'd been inducted in, um, and just people are afraid to be proven wrong. They do not like the states here for some ungodly known reason or ungodless known reason. I don't know. Um, seems to lack the ability to accept mistakes. To act accountably, or to act with liability, or to step up to the damn plate and be adults. Sorry, folks. Pull your big girl and boy panties up, or whichever panties you prefer, or your they panties, and accept the facts and the truth as yeah. it is. Okay, so I have I have another question that you might be able to answer. Ooh, this is getting exciting now. Did you also have to sign an affidavit when you took your oath? Yes, I did. Okay, so do all members of Congress and the Senate, when you're elected to con to serve in Washington, um, according to this. You are supposed to sign an affidavit. Under Title V USC mm -hmm. 33. Make sure that you are binding. It is a binding contract when you take your oath. When I took my oath as a medical person. It was a binding thing. You're not just putting your hand on your chest, your hand up in the air, another hand up in the air or up your ass, depending on which person you are, and saying your words in front of a, 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 a witnesses. 
under you are also signing it and you are saying yes i will not variate from this okay so under title 5 usc 3333 an individual who accepts office or employment in the government of the united states shall execute execute an affidavit within 30 or within 60 days of accepting the office or employment you know that his acceptance right. and holding of office or employment does not or will not violate section 7311 of this title which is a the affidavit is a prima facie evidence for those that violate their oath of office every MAGA republican including donald trump mike pence have all violated that see and and, and why this... are they not being prosecuted under on un, un, under title 5 for violating their oath of office in every every fashion because the MAGA Republicans, let's not forget, also helped with the insurrection. Right. Such as Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene live tweeting mm-hmm. locations of Democratic members of Congress so that they could be possibly harmed or executed or whatever. Why are these people not or why are these people getting away with that? And this is a very... And this is something maybe Special Counsel Jack Smith needs to look at, too. Mm-hmm. And it's, you're not the only person, I'm sure you're not the only person in the States that's asking that question. Because there are a lot of um, significant violations that are not adding up. And we're either choosing to, as a people, they're either cho- being chosen to be ignored or, or brushed aside because of X, Y, Z. Well, I hate to say it, but I don't care how bloody high profile a person you are. Everybody should be held accountable to the same laws, the same reasoning, the same rules now, that govern the rest of us down here on the bottom rung of the ladder. Now, I mentioned uh, 5 U.S.C. 7311, and that's the point blank says an individual may not accept or hold a position in the government of the United States or the government of the District of Columbia if he advocates the overthrow of our constitutional form of government. Right. And it's very specific what the punishment is, which I think is kind of weak sauce if you ask me. It's a removal from office, imprisonment for a year and a day, and a fine. Right. I think the punishment needs to be a little bit stiffer than that, but that's just me. But the fact that no one's thought of the look at that like that because it also puts in there that that clause of the 14th or 15th amendment the you know the insurrectionist clause as oh they call it oh my gosh the ins- but it says if you you've taken part in an insurrection against our government you're automatically removed from office so but, why is there still so many damn republicans that helped to insurrect all this shit and instigate the hatred and and the, the idiotic sheeples well, that had guns. The, insurrection guns. Is cl- <laughs> the insurrection guns. clause has only worked once, and that was in Arizona. Right. but it, Where it, the guy it, won public office in a fair election, but it turned out he took part in what happened on January 6th, and he was removed from office. That needs to happen to all the MAGA Republicans that, oh, helped with the insurrection. Right. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, Madison Cawthorn, Josh Hawley. Just to name a few. Right. It's the fact that accountability doesn't seem to be applying 
you know, like, for instance, Lindsey Graham helped with, with the insurrection. So did uh, Jim Jordan. Right. But accountability doesn't seem to apply to them. Because, you know, speech and debate clause bullshit. Okay, I'm done with that rant. <laughs> but you see where, what I'm on about. I mean, I don't understand why everybody else has to be held accountable. But they're not even... They're, they're not even susceptible to being held for what they've done. Whether they've instigated it, roused people into this frenzy of stupidity, because that's not that's all it is. Um, the other thing that I'd like to brush on while we're talking about that particular subject is people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, okay, and people like Bill Lee, bleh, governor, right, these are people who, yes, we know they're Republicans, obviously, and I don't have much respect for a lot of Republicans right now. Um, but they're also people that are telling everybody else how to, how to have their bodies, aren't they? Now, this is a subject that's very sore here in this house for several reasons. Um, I don't think anybody has any right whatsoever to tell you what to do with your body. Your body's either right for you or it's not. You should have the choice to make it right for you if you can. Or to leave it alone if, if you think that's alright too. It doesn't matter, right? But more importantly, if you are a person that's having problems with things like, I don't know, maybe you got raped and you wanted an abortion, okay? And um, Or some, or you have an illness and you're very sick and you wouldn't be able to carry that baby to terms because it would probably kill you and you need an abortion. Well, Tennessee is a forced birth state now. Right. And this is what I'm saying. People shouldn't have to make those damn choices. It's hard enough going through the traumas as it is. Especially with said people making these laws Mm -hmm. that have no basic understanding of anatomy or physiology or, you know, like saying that any topic pregnancy can be They're not even doctors. They don't know. They're idiots. That's what we are. We have... We don't have a government. They, they've also state. said, we have idiots but they've also the said here in our illustrious state government that an aborted fetus, fetus can be shoved right back up into the uterus, and it still be viable. They're, you know what? I've they're idiots. A, I got an idea, Chevy. They're also inbred. Chevy, I got an idea. And probably fuck their dog. <laughs> Chevy, I got an idea. If they tell anyone else that an aborted fetus can be shoved back up the cervical section into the uterus, I think we should tell them that when they wank off to themselves or when they rape someone, we can scrape all that shit back up, put it in the largest, widest turkey beast and shove it back down their pee hole and inject it back up for the sperm bank to use later. I would love to see how they react then. You're trying not to laugh. I see it. <laughs> I see you laughing there. But I think that's what it should be. I'm, I think I'm we should sorry. get the fattest, you thickest, you sharpest, <laughs> longest needle and say, let me shove this back up your bloody sperm sack, you I'm, piece I'm of sorry. shite. Once, once the cow has been milked, you can't shove the cream back up the udder. It, it doesn't work that way. No, but, but, but they try because they're so dumb. This I mean, is supposed to be a state based on agriculture. It's a freaking state based on stupidity. Uh, right. I mean, I hate to use the, the terminology <laughs> there, you know, but. I mean, seriously. Oh, it, boy, oh, boy, th- oh, boy. This is, this is also a state that 
rings de- almost dead last in education. They they Tennessee mm-hmm. likes to claim that we're number one in everything. No, we're we're number one in medical bankruptcies, poverty, child abuse, domestic sexual violence, assault. sexual assaults, bottom in education because Lack education of, uh, reversal of civil rights. But you know what I'm saying? We're we're it, it's it's scary. This is a state that also has a day dedicated to Nathaniel Bedford Forrest. If you don't know who that is, that was the first Grand Wizard of the KKK. They have a golden bust in the Capitol building. They have a state park named after this dude. This, this shows you the lack of brain cells collectively in the governmental body of Tennessee. Um, do we want to wrap this up? I don't know. I mean, I, I could talk all day about the stupidity uh, that we have here, but, uh, you know, it's just wow, right? It's wow. Um, I am... I'm amazed every day, uh, and I kid you not, I really am, I'm amazed by the amount of stupidity there is and how much it affects everybody's daily living right we are we not thinking people is there nobody out there that actually can think for them damn selves and look at it i've heard some funny rumors i'm gonna run some rumors by you i heard that this is one of my favorites and you know who this is so you're not allowed to mention this person's name i had a friend a friend of ours that said well you've got to think Trump was so good because he he was an orphan and then built himself an empire. And I looked at them and said, he was never an orphan. I do not know where you... Are you reading QAnon website or shit? Because trust... This is from an intelligent person that believed this. And I'm like, if he, where you get... There's orphan, the thing I want to tell you about. An orphan raised by his father and mother who f- helped... Who fled with... His grandfather from Nazi Germany because right. he was conscripted uh-huh. by the Nazis came here to spread Nazi ideology for the Nazi Which he's party. Which pretty well, by the way. The, this is also a man that in the 70s, he was brought before federal court, subpoenaed, subpoenaed for documentation that he eventually shredded before the FBI got there to retrieve said paperwork that he was not to have shred. I mean, the, this is a man that doesn't understand accountability, the basic human language, doesn't have the emotional range of a freaking beetroot. This is a man who is dangerous. Okay, let's be honest. Um, every business opportunity he's ever had, he's been bankrupt for the majority. I still want to know how he's made so much money if he's been so bankrupt all the time. Um He's scammed people. He's done university scams. He's done uh, construction scams. He's been on TV, but he's a person that he knows. No, he doesn't. All he knows is how to con you. Do you know that almost in every single business that he has ever had or any major investor, he's always made them sign a paper so they cannot speak out and they cannot sue him if it goes wrong. Then he takes the money, folks, and he runs. That's exactly what this man is. And only one person managed to void an NDA uh, forced on them by Trump. Right. Um, if you give me a second, I'll tell you what her name is. 
Um, and this is something that people don't get, right? So he is not the nicest person on the planet. He is not a trustworthy Jessica person. And, That's right. who it was. And he is definitely not business savvy. So I, who, See, this is the other thing I don't like about the internet, Shiv. It actually gives as much misinformation as it gives information. Well, More misinformation now, especially with all that why, other bullshit and forums why, out there. That's why information literacy should be a requirement. Right. <laughs> you know, being able to differentiate from the bu- bullshit from fact. See, that's why I like um, following uh, Left Flank Vets. Um, it's a podcast on Twitch. And... It's informative. Which I'm, I'm work in the works on trying to figure out how to do this on Twitch. Right, but it, it's, it's a little it's inf- complicated. It's um, informative. We, uh, it's you know, there's a lot of good people. Um, we are all very similar minded, and it works, right? And they are not misinformed. They're intelligent people that oh, are yeah. actually debating it. And yeah, they have different ideologies. But that's that's like me, and I, I I'm for all things Midas touch. Right. The Midas Touch podcast, Legal AF, uh, Mea Culpa with Michael Cohen, mm-hmm. Political Beatdown with Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen's pretty cool. He, he's Marcus he's, from Left Flank Vets is really freaking awesome. I mean, so I gotta say thank say you, Marcus. Say what you will about Michael Cohen, whether you think he's full of shit or he's a pathological liar or he's a criminal. <laughs> it, I don't care what but your opinion is. But he researches his crap. It's the fact that, yeah, he fucked up. He admitted he fucked up. Right, but Michael Cohen still he looks at he, his shit he, and examines say, it. Oh, he went to prison for tax evasion and, and this and that. That's not what happened. No. What what happened was he lied to Congress about... Uh, he's, he told Congress he spoke to Trump a number of three times. It was ten. He admits it. Yeah, it's a simple mistake. And he's but making having up for said it that. The way, the only, you know, he's making up for it. He's being honest. He'll tell you exactly what he thinks of the orange-crusted Mandarin Mussolini, as he calls him, which is my new favorite th- nickname What's coming it? from my... Say that again one more time slow. The orange-crusted Mandarin Mussolini. Orange-crusted Mandarin Mussolini. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sounds like someone's but, gagging. They were halfway you know, through meditation. Then, <laughs> but... The my, yeah, the I'd Midas, gag if I heard the, Trump, too. The, the guys over at Midas Touch, Ben Mycellus and his brothers, Brett and Jordan. I like the taco penis. That's my favorite. Yeah, song. talking about ta- Joe Tacopina, it sounds like taco penis or take a penis, whatever. Yeah, they've been calling it but taco penis and take a penis. I, li- I listened to the, these guys, the, the Mycellus brothers with the Midas Touch podcast and Michael Popak on Legal AF along with uh, Karen Friedman Agnifilo. I almost forgot her name. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, I, these these people are brilliant because they're pro democracy. The only the only people that aren't lawyers or former lawyers or litigators or whatever are Brett and Jordy, right? But they all know their stuff, right? And they're they're honest with it. They're not going to feed you a line of bullshit that can be fact checked. They're right. going to fact check it right there, and they're going to tell you what they think about it. And that that's what I like about left flank vets. Marcus is usually the one that is hosting it, and and we we actually uh, there's a group, a whole huge following of us that actually will sit and watch it in the mornings because it's on really early. Um, it does a lot of things to do with uh, C spam, and we call it C spamming, which is really funny. Um, 
and we'll listen to the different political debates, but we'll also debate it amongst ourselves, right? And occasionally, if we miss something, Marcus will actually, you know, pop silence in the background and say, hey, what do you want about? Blah, 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 blah. But we have heard no end of lies and misinformation and trying to twist it back round on policies in, that's currently being held in the government, right? Um, and those policies being blamed for this government, even though they were once implemented... During Trump's administration, yes. yes. And this is an ongoing issue, too. And this is something that, that the Micellus brothers and everybody over there at Midas Touch has put out, too. The, the hypocrisy is just unreal. Right. And it's un, it's unfathomable. There is so much of it. Right? And... Like, their biggest one right now is how Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, and Matt Gates turned up at that D.C. jail where the, the, nine, the January 6th insurrections yes. are being held Everyone to try to, to me, spring oh, no, them that's out lie. of jail. They, that, they went I, over I've there heard, on I've your tax dollars to hang out with the insurrectionists and try to get them out of jail. I've actually heard um, from a lot of people, uh, and this is funny because I've heard this from different angles, okay? I've heard... Oh, that's a lie. That's just being made up because people want to defame her. Honey, let me tell you something. There's no There's need video. to help defame that witch. That is one of the most evil female cis products ever to walk the but face of this earth. And even I'm beginning to, to back, see To back this up is it's been in the news. There's <coughs> yep. video. Uh-huh. And according to some of the Democrats that went with them to see these people... As soon as Marjorie Taylor Greene walked in there, they were high-fiving everybody and talking about how they want to do this again. Mm-hmm. And how they should do it again. Don't get me wrong. I understand where Benjamin Franklin came out when he said, and of course he's dead now, so I hope I don't misquote him, but he was said to have said, it's good for a government to have, um, or a country for it to have a revolution every 150 to 250 years, right? And the reason he said that was, as he proclaimed, was to help the government to remind them of who they actually work for, which is the people, right? That's who they're supposed to work for. But if you look at how the governments are being run right now, whether, and I'm sorry, I don't think there's any good parties out there right now. I mean, there's Democratic parties are trying, but the Republicans are... Yeah, it's it's just hard, right? Well, when you look at it's it not right a now, lot of choice. But when you look at it right now, the Democrats are the only adults in the room, and they're trying to keep the the children away from the sharp. Right, shooters. but there's more kids than there are adults right now, so it's, it, it's, it's kind of you know getting difficult down there. But um, the, if you think about it, he had a very valid point because if you look at a lot of the administrations we've had in the last two decades, okay. You can obviously see the disparagement between the rich and the poor is getting wider. Like, mm-hmm. all these tax cuts for the rich, why the hell do they fucking need them? Why are you piling more taxes because on the poor folk know? when we can't afford it as it is? Didn't why you, not swap it around? Didn't you know the uber-rich 1%, this 1% of society holds all the money. Didn't mm. you know they're working so hard? Like, yeah, they're diving into their money like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, with their whips <laughs> at everybody's lower backs. They forget. They're they're screwing the, the the poor folk off so bad. They forget if it wasn't for the poor folk, this country would be nothing. Because there would be no one working those jobs to earn them their extra dollars. There would be nothing. 
Yeah, but didn't you know the one percent's diving into their money like Scrooge fucking McDuck? <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, sorry. I, I I swear to God that that's what what goes through the the, the minds of people that don't have any kind of common sense to begin with, trying to make make tax breaks for a one percent of society that shouldn't even exist. I mean, billionaires should not exist. See that? That's why I love that meme that I've got that or I sent you the other day. That says, "In America, there is a myth that you work hard to get rich. So why is it all the people that are working hard are the poorest fuckers on the planet, and the rich are the ones sitting on their asses?" That's a good question. That, um, you know, that, that's a question a for the next episode, right there. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, folks, for listening. I hope you. Um, didn't get too overheated by that. I know we've been giggling on behind the scenes. You just can't see it. And, and if you liked what you heard during this podcast and you want to hear more of this, feel free to subscribe. It's free. All our content for these episodes is free across almost every platform. And crazy. We're um, all crazy. You can find our episodes mainly through rss.com. Uh, just look up the Shiv and the Haggis Show podcast and you should be able to find it, download it. You can also share find with your friends. I guarantee Discord. you. I, I guarantee you. Yeah, we do have a Discord channel set up for when I get the Patreon page set up. Um. Yeah. So, if you like what you hear, sh- heard, share with a friend. Talk us up. Give us a five star review on. On uh, the Apple Podcast server thing. And if you have it any helps. suggestions, or if there is a subject you would like a Haggis's wild point of view on and Shivy's more um, structured view on, please don't hesitate to contact us in some shape or form and uh, let us know, because we will respond. may not be the way you like it, but we will respond. Yeah, I, I, I check our, our status on the, on the Apple Podcasts daily, so if you leave a comment, I will respond as soon as I possibly can. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.